0: What is going on? Episode two of the Isles Meetups Pod, and tonight we are joined by Rob Viala of Isles Meetup Tampa. Rob, what is going on, brother?
1: What's happening, man? It's good to be here. Couldn't wait to couldn't wait to get on. I'm the second one. (laughs) Um, So, I I was excited after watching the first one. I gotta say, I probably listened to it about like five or six times. So. I'm more excited to be here than you could ever imagine.
0: <laughs> I love that, dude. Well, <laughs> glad to finally, you know, get you on on episode two. I know you got a lot of things cooking, especially early on in the season. So that's why I wanted to get you on pretty early. And, uh, you know, it's it's September. I, I said it on the last episode, and now we're even one week closer to preseason hockey. Uh, I know that the, like, national broadcasting schedule was announced yesterday that made it feel a little more special and uh it
1: definitely made it feel a bit more real
0: a little more real right and and to see that i think we had four or five national games where normally we get one was pretty nice to see
1: yeah and what do we got like six espn plus games three of them are on tnt and i think three of them are on espn something like that So,
0: yeah, you know, I I think that's the perk of having this bigger partnership that NHL worked out. And uh, it it also makes it a little bit easier for, I think, some meetups that, you know, the ESPN plus package was a little tough for some bars because not every bar had ESPN plus. Well, I got
1: my own story on that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll get into that. But, you know, with a, a bunch of national games, we know. TNT is one of those channels that every bar is going to have. So that makes it, you know, it gives you some options if you don't have ESPN plus. So beautiful to see. And Rob, we're going to dive into all things Isles Meetup Tampa in just a moment. But here is a quick word from our sponsor, our beloved Oyster Bay Brewing Company. You have a lot of great choices when it comes to great beer and Oyster Bay Brewing Company provides the best Long Island has to offer. Oyster Bay Brewing Company is dedicated to producing the highest quality beer while staying true to their nautical history on the Gold Coast of Long Island. They are the creators of the renowned barn rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations in the Islanders' brand new home, UBS Arena. And because Oyster Bay has increased distribution across the country, you can grab your barn rocker no matter which meetup group you are a part of. The Tap Room on 36 Audrey Avenue is open seven days a week with indoor and outdoor seating, so you can experience their smooth honey ale, savory IPA, or gluten-free hard seltzers right in historic Oyster Bay. You can also shop online at OysterBayBrewing.com for curbside pickup, local delivery, or have your order shipped anywhere in the country. And if you use coupon code THPN at checkout, you get fifteen percent off. Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. Gotta love Oyster Bay and the Barn Rocker. Even though I don't personally booze, it's still, <laughs> it's still you know, just it's right it's in the always
1: islanders. it's always a must-have for me whenever I go up to Long Island. And I'd be a liar if I told you I didn't have 12 cans of it in my garage right now from my most recent trip up.
0: Hell yeah. Love that. (laughs) Support Oyster Bay whenever you can, man. All day. So, Rob, I I guess let's start with some current events for Isles Meetup Tampa before we forget because right before the the Carolina game, we we got the Florida trip kind of pretty early on in the season. It's their first road trip. Of the season, right? The Florida trip. So, yeah. Tell us what Isles Meetup Tampa has cooking for that game.
1: It it feels weird to go ahead of you as the first, like, actual road game because it feels like they've opened up the season in Carolina like the last five years in a row. But they have. They have. (laughs) The 22nd, it's a Saturday night. There's nothing better than a Saturday night in Tampa, especially when you got the Islanders in town. So we already have – we have 50 tickets locked out uh, all together in three different rows, all in the same section, same rows, everything like that. Uh, From what I've heard from my contact at the Lightning, we've already got 27 tickets sold, so they're kind of moving pretty fast. Um, I have a bunch of people asking me what we're doing beforehand. If you've ever been to a game with us when the Islanders are in Tampa – we're always at harpoon harry's i i kind of always liken it to that scene in the gremlins or like gremlins 2 where the gremlins are all hanging off the balcony and we're all just, they're all just partying that's pretty much what we look like you were there the first that first one and yeah we'll
0: definitely dive into that for sure oh yeah
1: but it's that's what's going to be happening Ten twenty two. tickets are available uh, go on to uh, my Twitter account, which is Meetup underscore TPA for all the info to purchase your tickets. Tickets are only $54. Yes, they're a bit up high, but at the same point, that's what you get when you have a championship quality team. You can't just get bowl seats every time. But we're going to be there. We're going to be loud. I remember watching back one of the games and as high as we were. You heard us throughout that whole game even while the Islanders were stomping the lightning. Kind of brought a, it warmed my heart just a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's it's kind of where we're at with the Hurricanes too. Like the Hurricanes have been good the past couple of years and season tickets have, you know, gone through the roof for them. And what they've done is where, where we used to sit that's like the cheapest lower bowl season ticket that you can get. So it completely sold out. So we don't even have the option to get those seats anymore. So we're up top now too. Um, The prices are a little bit cheaper, but it's uh, it's unfortunate that the Canes have gotten so good because we were a little spoiled the first couple of years, but you know, to be honest, I sat in that last row in Tampa you know, I was kind of just bouncing around, to be honest, and I, because yeah. there were so many of my friends there that, you know, I was lower in the section than I was in the middle talking to some people, and then I made it to the very last row for probably the third period or so, and it's not a terrible seat. Like, there's not really, it, it's not like being in the 500s at an NFL game. Like, when you go to an L- NFL game and you're in the upper section, the they, they look like little ants out there, and it, it's... Yeah. It's a little different in in a hockey arena, so don't let that discourage you. You'll be with a bunch of other Islander fans, and the the pregame harpoon Harrys, man. Like you said, it it just feels like vacation, especially if you're traveling from New York and you're like only there for a weekend. Yeah, that felt like like a even though it's in the heart of the city, it it's has right like
1: a, on the river too. So yeah, I mean, it has like a
0: little tropical vibe to yeah. it and then having that outdoor, you know, second level patio with its yeah. own bar up there, the yeah. bar doors are opened out to the street.
1: And they they treat us really well. They give us pretty much two bartenders the entire night. You know, we they don't ask for anything. They just want us to bring people in and I could tell you right now we deliver for them every time. Every oh, time. Yeah. They love having us there. They're we're one of their favorite people.
0: And it's a nice separation because the, the lightning fans kind of were staying on the, the first floor and then we took over the, the second floor and it, it was just, you know, the, there was no issues. There was no problems when we were there. It was just a good time. And it's a two to three minute walk right to Amelie. Yeah, like it, it's right you, down the street, right down the street. Like when, when you're out on the patio, you can see the arena. So like,
1: yep.
0: can't get any better than that either.
1: Yeah, oh no, you can't you can't get any better than that. There's parking all around it. It's Tampa for a city the size that it is is actually very accessible, and it's walkable for most of it. And the even better thing is, it's Tampa. Us New Yorkers think that five o'clock on a weekday or even on a Saturday there's going to be a ton of traffic. There's no traffic here, especially in downtown where where the arena is, and with all that construction they got going on, it's a Great spot for us. And you just walk straight down to the arena, cheer on the aisles, come back to Harpoon Harry's after another Islander victory, and we just have a great time until, until the kick is out pretty much.
0: Yeah, so Islander fans that are listening, that are kind of on the fence, there's only like 20-something tickets left, so act fast before they're gone. Head to the email right email address that's posted on your Twitter
1: account, or you could give Ben a, a, a give phone the call. call. The okay. reason why, now, I actually did get a bunch of people questioning me on that, why I, why we decided to do that. It's actually to try to save you guys money. Uh, I was advised by the Lightning that if we did a link through them, there was going to be a lot of fees that were going to be attached to it. So that $54 ticket was going to turn into something over $60. And in order just to try to save everybody money, you know, buy another beer or two, a hot dog or two at the game. I just decided to go this route and see if it works. It's super easy. The minute you make your payment, Ben emails you the tickets and they go right into your Apple wallet or your whatever Android has. I don't know. I'm an <laughs> Apple guy, so I, I don't know. But w- wherever you hold your digital tickets, it's going to go right there.
0: Sweet. And then if, if you're making it down for the Saturday game, one day later they, they play in Sunrise, which is like yep. four hours away. So yeah, you can do both. That's a that's an ideal road trip, honestly.
1: <laughs> I'm actually going down to Miami to, on Sunday to go see the Mets play. So I'm a professional at doing that that drive. I've been in Miami for whew, two weeks, every six weeks for work. So that drive is it's a nothing drive. It's really four hours. And you get to see some nice stuff in the Everglades, I can tell you that much. It's a it's a pretty drive once you get into the Everglades, it's really great.
0: Yeah, so definitely uh a, a, a sweet road trip for the islanders. And then they like come back and play New York and then go back to Carolina and then I think Colorado. So it, it's yeah. a little weird traveling the you know, I think second week of the season, but glad to see that you and South Florida have groups set up for everyone and um, there are still just a handful of tickets left in our section in 313. We had we had the entire section. I think we're down to like eight or 12 tickets. So those are going fast, too. You can get those at www.kainesgroups.com slash NC Isles. Um, but Rob, I want to talk Isles meeting up Tampa. So you you guys are a little bit of a special case because uh, you're not the original Leader of Isles Meetup Tampa and Kevin, I know you're gonna be listening at some point. You you'll get your own episode, trust me. Because honestly, if it wasn't for Kevin showing up to the first Charlotte meetup, who knows if this meetup thing would have taken off? Because if I went to that bar and it was just me and my wife and Kevin didn't show up with you know Jessica and a few other Islander fans showed up, like I would have just been discouraged and stopped doing it. But the fact that a few people showed that first time really just lit the fire. So, Kevin, you're getting your own episode. Don't you worry. But I do want to hear about how that maybe was a little different because you get both sides of it. You get the side because you attended meetups when Kevin was organizing and and running them in Tampa. And then when he came back to Charlotte, You took over the reins, So I guess, you know, if there's anyone that's listening that is kind of on the fence on going to a meetup, you know, maybe they don't drink that much. Maybe they're not really into the bar scene. You know, why did you decide to to head to that meetup when when Kevin was running it?
1: So the funny the funny thing is, is that I had heard about Isles Meetup Charlotte while I was living on Long Island. I had friends that lived down in Charlotte. They were telling me about what you were doing. And when I made the the choice to move down to Tampa, I was like, man, I can't be the only Islander fan here. And I was actually getting ready to direct message you on Twitter to talk about forming a group in Tampa. And the day I actually built up enough courage to actually do it, Kevin posted as Isles meet up Tampa. And I went, you got to be kidding me. This is great. (laughs) This is great. I was probably one of his first Twitter followers, which is now the account that I run. So I was probably one of his very first followers. And I was so stoked, man, because to come to a brand new city where you don't really know too many people, the few things that I wanted to hold on to from home were hockey and some sports. I just wanted to hold on to some things. Went to my first meetup. I think it was our second ever meetup. I think the Islanders were playing the Flyers. It was like in it was in November. And it was just me, Kevin, Jessica, and Kevin's son Patrick. Isles Meetup, New Jersey. So it was just us in our bar with, with the sound on on a patio on a random Saturday afternoon. Uh I went to I basically haven't really missed a meetup since I've missed a, like one or two here or there, but I'm one of the, like, OGs. I'm a diehard and I'm an original and I'm a regular. So when the time came that Kevin kind of said he was going to go back to Charlotte, we'd been talking about what was going to happen. And he was like, yeah, you're going to definitely be taking over the group and, uh, The problem with that was that I took over the group in February of 2020. Right after that, our right after our meetup, that big meetup that you were attending, that's pretty much when I took it over, and that's when COVID happened. Our first meetup was going to be a big joint meetup with a lot of Mets fans that are down here, and we were going to do a double header of a Mets game and an Islander game, and it was going to be a big, big thing. And COVID happened and shut everything down. So my first foray into running this group was COVID and how do I navigate that? And it was uh it was it was difficult to try to make a decision because also around that time I had my daughter. My daughter was born in May of 2020. So I have a COVID baby. I know you do too. <laughs> so you know, you know the, the trials and the tribulations, oh, yeah. of what what was going on. And then they paused the season. We obviously weren't going to have a meetup until hockey was back. And then they had that the bubble. And then the, they're, they're playing good. And they're winning. They beat the Panthers really, really, really easily. And then they, who'd they play in the first round? I think it was Washington. Yeah, it was Washington. They played in that first round.
0: And I I know things were a little looser in Florida, but were you able to have meetups? I was actually
1: the first first meetup to get back together.
0: Yeah, because I know it was a lot looser down there than it was in some other states.
1: Yeah, I also looked at it as we had the benefit of being outside. So kind of like how you guys started doing it post-COVID, being Mm -hmm. outside in the alley and stuff like that. I always looked at it like we had the benefit of being outside, being a bit more spread out at all times. So... we made our return game three of round two against the Flyers. I remember I did a whole big video announcement with it. I did a whole lot of stuff. And to my surprise, a lot of people showed up. And by a lot of people, I'm talking COVID standards. I mean like nine or 10, which that's fantastic for what the situation was. And then we got to play the Lightning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've basically been head of this group going head to head with lightning fans in the, in the final, in the, in the conference finals, the, the the third round, whatever you want to call it. Since I started, they don't like me. <laughs> lightning fans don't like me, but we have a great time. Uh, so taking over the group really was just, it was just about trying to adapt. And now I've, I found my groove. I continued everything that Kevin kind of taught me, uh, which, you know, you'll notice that our meetups tend to be on regular days, like Saturday nights or Saturday evenings or Thursday evenings, sometimes so, something like that, where we know most people could come or they have off from work. We're trying to make it as accessible as possible for anyone that could come.
0: Yeah, I I I think Kevin had the correct formula and, and glad to see you guys are sticking with it. And I guess also with taking over the group came a new logo. So can, can you walk us through that process? Cause it's one of my favorite and you know, we, we try to mix in Sparky when we can, because it's just such a comical mascot that sure. Islander fans have now started to embrace. So like, we we had to throw some love to Sparky, so yeah. Walk us through that.
1: So, I'm I'm a very weird Islander fan in that I love the Fisherman, I love Niles, but I am a stan for Sparky. You cannot tell me that Sparky does any wrong, and at all. So when the logo change came, I I, I didn't want to do anything. Kind of I wanted to pay homage to the fishermen and i wanted to pay homage to sparky at some point i know one of my ideas it kind of didn't work out i still have it saved because i still kind of like it but i'm not sure where i'm going to use it yet it's the one with the lighthouse as the t for tampa and i i i i really like it and i just don't know where to use it but my second one was to utilize what what tampa is known for we're known for gasparilla which is a whole big mardi gras style festival based off of pirates so we're 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 a pirate town in my opinion oh yeah so i just decided let's have sparky as, as a jolly roger and that's that's where where this came about i wanted sparky as a jolly roger with crossed hockey sticks and it came out as great as i could have imagined so yeah. he's got the little fisherman cap on you got the waves <laughs> on both sides of them and truth be told, it, it, as much as it looks comical, it looks somewhat menacing. So I kind of, I like it. I, no, I don't just like, I love it. I love it because once again, Sparky could do no wrong in my eyes. And now, now that my daughter's starting to recognize certain things, she's now, she's two and a half almost. She loves Sparky. She has a st- stuffed animal Sparky, an Islander shirt with Sparky on it. When I take her to UBS for the first time, I'm pretty sure she's going to run the Sparky and tackle him. So I can't wait for that one.
0: It's kind of funny, man, because my daughter went to her first hockey game, which was a Charlotte Checkers game. Mm -hmm. And she had no idea that hockey was being played. (laughs) All she did was follow where Chubby the Checker went throughout the entire (laughs) game. And, you know, when... I really, like, got into hockey. I was, like, too old to care about a mascot. Mm-hmm. And, like, when we were really young going to the games before Niles, I can't even, like, remember if they had a mascot. Like, maybe they did. I, I, I'm i sure there's going to be some boomer did. that's going to tell me that they did. But I, I truly don't remember a mascot before Niles. So, like, yeah. you know, when Niles came about... He, he, He was a little scary for a you know 10-year-old, like truly, like there's no way around it. So I, I think like Sparky when he came about, I was then also too old to appreciate mascots. So that's not what got me into the Islanders, but I guarantee there's a generation of Islander fans who went to games in the Sparky era when they were like maybe five or six and loved Sparky and then stuck with the team because of a mascot. Like it seems ridiculous, but I'm sure there are.
1: That's why I stuck with the team. That's (laughs) all. That's all you got to understand. That's, that's where my fandom started. So you're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. Sparky is, I know people didn't like him at first because he represented the New York dragons, but truth be told, I mean, He's now more a part of the Islanders than even Niles was or even the Fisherman was. He's been oh, here absolutely. for so long. I, I don't, I can't picture the, an Islander game without him.
0: True that man. True that. So um, I guess let's talk about some of that history of you as an Islander fan, because you mentioned, you know, you're not born and raised in Tampa. You're born and raised on Long Island. Yeah. So whereabouts on Long Island were your stomping grounds?
1: I grew up in Syosset and Plainview. So I'm a like Eastern Nassau County kid, uh, but grew, what, 15 minutes away from the Coliseum. As close as I was to the Coliseum, I grew up a baseball kid. Didn't like hockey at all. Didn't want to watch hockey at all. Never watched hockey until 1995. Didn't the and the only reason why was that I had a friend who was across the street from me, and he was a diehard Ranger fan. And in '94, when they won, he was going crazy about it. So I started to kind of watch it a little bit. We played street hockey a ton, and I was like, you know what? I want to go to a game. So I asked my dad, "I'm like, I want to go to a hockey game. Can we go? Because no one in my family likes hockey. I'm the only person in my family." My wife excluded now, but I'm the only person in my family that loves hockey. Only person, so I asked her. I go, hey, could we go to a game? And that was right when they did the uniform change to the fisherman. And we went to our first game. It was in. I still, I actually still have the ticket stub. It's November. I think it was like November 29th. Of 1995, they played the Colorado Avalanche. They lost 7-2, to but I sat right at the New York Islander Tunnel, where in the old Coliseum, you know how the tunnel was all the way in the corner? Mm-hmm. That's where I was sitting. I sat right there, got to high-five all the players. When they scored, that foghorn went off with the storm sirens, and the smoke came out of the scoreboard, and Niles with his stupid head, And the light on the hat. Um, Dude, I was hooked. And I've been hooked ever since. And then I was hooked so much that in high school, remember that one year that Charles Wong took over? I think it was his first year. And they did a promotion for every single night. They were handing out rally towels or they were handing out shirts or something like that. One thing that a lot of people didn't know is that they were asking for volunteers to actually hand those promotions out. People that were handing out those promotions weren't employees of the team. They were volunteers from high schools and stuff like that. And our payment was a ticket into the game to sit in the lower bowl. Okay. So I wound up getting to go to games for pretty much free by getting there at 3 o'clock in the afternoon getting promotions ready, handing them out, and then going and sitting and watching games. So that's where my fandom really kicked into high gear. And then I went to my first playoff game. And if I was hooked in 95 when they were awful, (laughs) you, you couldn't get me to stop. And I just wanted more and I wanted more and I wanted more. So that leads me to today where I'm an avid hockey nut my daughter screams hockey at me <laughs> if she sees it. She saw lacrosse being played on a TV down here, and she just goes hockey, hockey. I'm <laughs> like, no, that's that that's look that's lacrosse. But okay, I'm good with that.
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: Yeah, you know, she's a she's a nut, and I she's great. She's great. My wife does an amazing job of supporting that stuff. She, I mean, we're taking her to Miami to go see a Mets game for for crying out loud. So. We just took her to City Field. We did take her to the Coliseum. We did take her to the Coliseum in 2021. We we traveled up there. We had something that we were doing, and we did take her to the Coliseum. So I'm trying to instill the fandom into my daughter a little bit more, because growing up here in Tampa, I know she's gonna. They're gonna try to get her to be a Bolts fan down here. I will not have that. It'll be blasphemous in my house.
0: Yeah. And, you know, there are families that are divided. There's even families where, you know, a dad might be a diehard Islander fan and has a kid that's a Ranger fan or vice versa. So it happens. But I do want to touch on like how you got hooked as an Islander fan, because, you know, whenever the fisherman is brought up, it's so such a divisive, like, uniform. And Dynasty era fans, and rightfully so, just love to just say that it was awful and the team was awful. It was a disgrace, but here you are. There's a a whole generation of people just like you, Rob, Uh that got hooked to the Islanders that year or the following year when there was the the Islanders logo with the wave though. Still, and I don't think that the dynasty era fans have the right to say that we, and because I'm in that generation as well, can't, Embrace that as like nostalgic that that was a happy time for us, and even though the the team wasn't great, that that is why we are still fans, you know, this day. And you know, I kind of feel the same way going and thinking about the dynasty era teams, like when we were going to games in the late '90s, early 2000s, uh-huh. and then even you know, early 2000s when the team started to get bad again. Uh-huh. And they just kept, you know, the the team wasn't performing. They would shove the dynasty era players on us. And then they would like have all these ceremonies for those cup years. And it's just like, well, that's not really my Islanders. Like, so I I think we just need to kind of accept it is as like part of our history. And it, you know, the rumors are kind of out there that it could be happening this year where that could be our reverse retro and I just hope that people don't just like automatically like poo-poo it and and realize that there are people that have happy, positive memories with that logo.
1: If the reverse retro is a fisherman and it's a different color style, my wife is going to kill me because I'm going to drain our bank account buying multiple <laughs> jerseys. But I, I, I actually agree. And I get a lot of flack for saying this because I am a diehard and I respect our history and I respect the four straight cups, the 19 straight playoff wins. And that is a source of pride for every Islander fan. If you say it's not, then you're, then you're lying. You're lying. But I can't identify with the dynasty teams. I don't know what it was like. I have, I have other people and I'll give them a little bit of a shout out and a little bit of a dig. Kevin tells me all the time, the Fisherman's not the Islanders. The The Islander logo is this. And I'm like, I understand that. But I came in as a fan of the Fisherman. I love the Fisherman. My first Islander jersey was an Eric Fischo jersey, a white Fisherman Eric Fischo jersey. I love the Fisherman. The Fisherman is how I got into hockey. And it's now, I'm glad that they're starting to bring it back a little bit. Because I think they realized that there was such a demand for it, and it's so unique. It's it, I, that's what I hear people say all the time. It's unique. It's a unique. It's a unique design. It's this. It's that. It's very '90s. It's very retro now. If you if you really look at at the '90s and and what they were doing with logos, this one was one of the better ones of all the new ones that came out. And but if you want to look at a logo that was hated. That is now coming back that people love. Look no further than Buffalo with the Goathead. They did an amazing video for the return of the Goathead, and people lost their minds. They were loving it. I don't see what the difference is between the Goathead or the Fisherman. Both of them were unique, different takes on a classic thing. And quite honestly, I think both of them are great. I love that Goathead jersey.
0: I just don't like the, like, I don't think that the argument that, well, the team was bad, that's why we don't like it.
1: It's I an invalid argument.
0: That. Because there were as many terrible years when the Islanders wore their traditional yeah. jersey. So, the like, first
1: few years. Yeah. Didn't they have, like, the lowest points total of any team in history? Their yeah, first so year? I, so. I
0: don't think that argument has much ground to stand on, but
1: <laughs> I, I, I think I mean, we spent. But then the years with the navy blue logo, with the classic Islander logo, how many of them were fruitful years in the playoffs? Not many. There weren't many. There, weren't, there wasn't any playoff victories in them. There wasn't any round victories in them. So the argument to me is invalid. Just because they were bad during that time. Yeah, it was Millberry, It was the ownership issues and everything like that. But let go of that. That's stuff that the jersey didn't cause. Jersey didn't cause that.
0: Yeah. I, I agree, and you know, at the end of the day, it's part of our history. And guess what? One day we're gonna have this conversation about the black Brooklyn jersey, and it's gonna be divisive we're, again. We're,
1: no, we're already having that conversation. That conversation yeah, is going. That,
0: that's gonna be the <laughs> new fisherman. Tr- trust me. So
1: listen, uh, I have no right to talk. I own a black Brooklyn jersey, and it's not I love it. A, I love guy, it as well. It's a sleek jersey. Yeah, look good on the ice. I still am partial to the. To the uh the stadium series jersey, and the playoff of that one, with which was our third jersey, that one's my that one's my all time alternate.
0: Oh, I'm not saying that the black jersey is my favorite. I'm just saying oh, no. that as something different. And you know, first of all, when all I own is basically royal blue and orange, <laughs> you know, throwing a black jersey in there is is it's okay. Like the Mets did it. The Mets had a black jersey, so like they,
1: they do now too.
0: Oh, they, they brought it back. Uh, See. I have kind of abandoned any other sport other than hockey at this point in my <laughs> life. So like, I didn't even know that that's back, but yeah. you know, th- this is what teams do. The, the, their number one priority is to make money and sell jerseys. So mm-hmm. they have to change things up a little to get people to buy some new jerseys. Then by all, by all means do it. it it's mm-hmm. totally fine by me. But before we move on and talk some more of your, Islanders upbringing. I do want to tell us about our sponsor, DraftKings. So, the NFL's opening week was action packed and it's just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets. Instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid. Instantly. Even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet, on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Rob, I'm a music guy. I got to ask you. What have you been listening to these days?
1: I was waiting for this question because it's <laughs> it I'm I'm a I'm a 2-year-old I'm, I'm a girl dad and I am currently listening to Encanto. I am currently Love listening it. to Moana. Uh, she just got into Who Let the Dogs Out and what does oh, the gosh. fox say? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I've actually been listening to Blaster Jacks a lot because I'm a diehard Met fan, so I've been listening to the Narco. Um, I've just been discovering a bunch of new stuff uh, on Spotify. Uh, a lot of a lot of like pop punk, a lot okay. more metal. Uh, I I have a very eclectic taste. So if you give me like 90s dance or like uh, 90s reggae rock, I'm all in. So that's what I've been listening to.
0: Well, dude, you throw who let the dogs out on your Raycon wireless earbuds and it's going to sound even better, my friend. So Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable, and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons' everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. So you could throw in your Raycons, throw on Who Let The Dogs Out, Go Mow The Lawn, And you're not going to hear anything else with this noise isolation. So get your Raycon earbuds at buyraycon.com. Today, use promo code THPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code THPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code THPN15. So, Rob, I, I do want to hear about some of your favorite moments as, first off, an Islander fan. So what? Let, let's keep it to, to one. What, what's your all-time favorite Islander memory?
1: As a fan, February 11th, 2011. That's the okay. only date that I need to say. Is that's that fight that, night? That's fight night
0: okay dude I'm so bad with like remembering so, dates and games but here's why I do remember well, being in the middle of winter
1: the reason why I remember I know the date is obviously because everyone knows the date but I wound up getting tickets to a game against the hurricanes and that game happened to be a blizzard and being the diehard that I am and my best friend are we went you know what let's go anyway we went and as the islanders do whenever you go to a game in the blizzard They give you an opportunity to buy, to, to, you know, exchange your tickets for another game. That's the game we exchanged it for. Knowing what might be coming, we just went, we need to go to this game. Let's go. So that's the game that we went to. We sat right behind the stationary TV cameras. So we had the best view of everything that whole night. And then that was also like around Valentine's Day. So they had a promotion. Where you could buy a puck. And if it had a gold signature on it, you got to meet the player after the game down in the tunnel. I picked Matt Martin. And it was in gold? To, it was gold. And I got to meet Matty Maritz after he took down uh, half the Penguin roster, chirped fl- uh, flurry. I got to meet him. And then I got to ask him what he said to Flurry. And he told me there's too many kids around. So he can't say it, and that's when I fell in love with Matt Martin, and you can't tell me otherwise.
0: And, and that that had to be like year one or year two of his pro career, if I'm like lining things yeah. up correctly. Like he was, yeah he was pretty you know new on the team at that point.
1: Oh yeah, yeah he that, was pretty he was he was he was definitely very young to for for his uh, career.
0: That that's definitely a solid one. Like I'll never forget like the look that Trevor Gillies had. Oh, my God. As he was <laughs> escorted off the ice. Like, that that's a man that I would that, not want to cross. That's the energy gap. that I
1: look for in any hockey player now.
0: Oh, my gosh, <laughs> yeah. That look, man. I could still, like, see it all these years later.
1: Oh, yeah. And oh, it's, I,
0: I, it's just so yeah. funny because I was also the team with Zen and Kanopka, and yep. I absolutely loved him. And it was such a weird dynamic. Like, he was kind of like, like a Swiss army knife. He did everything, but kind of lacrosse style where he would just like go out, win a face off and then get right off the ice. Like I only see that in lacrosse and it's just like, geez, he just did everything. And then he was, he was just a lunatic that owned a bunny. It was just very And He was
1: also the reason why we changed our goal song to life is life. Really? That was him. That was him. Yeah.
0: Very interesting. I didn't know his idea. So, do you have an all-time favorite Islander?
1: You know, like, I I do and I don't because I, everyone on this team has done something different. I'm more of a, you know, you, you got to be like a blue-collar guy. So, you know, like a Matt Martin, a Kyle Clutterbuck, and a Sezekis. I love the fourth line. They're my guys right there. You know, but for a a guy who... Gets such a bad rap rick di pietro is one of my guys you want know, i i know that he got injured he was often injured he signed that massive contract but
0: that's not his fault who,
1: who wouldn't sign that contract that yeah. was put in front of him and i'll uh, one of the things i won't ever forget my wife and i when we were still dating we're going up to montreal to go see the see them up in Montreal and I asked Rick, I go, hey, what what's a can't miss thing to do in Montreal? He goes, get a hot dog at the arena. I'm like, that's it. He goes, trust me, get a hot dog at the arena. Best hot dogs in the entire league. That's and that's not a lie. And that's from really, And that's still it still holds true in my opinion.
0: I didn't know Montreal was known for their hot dogs. I know there's like Montreal style bagels. Have you ever had them? They're terrible. Yes.
1: Well, my father is my father is French Canadian. So I've been to Montreal a few times and yeah, Montreal bagels are okay. Montreal poutine is where it's at.
0: Yeah. Can't go wrong. with Gravy and cheese on fries. Like that's what's up. And then. Now that we're on the topic of some favorite moments, what what has I know that you took over at a weird time with Uh COVID and everything, but so far, a few years in, what's been your favorite moment leading Isles Meetup Tampa?
1: Game seven of the 2021 conference finals.
0: Okay. Why? why I know it's a
1: loss. I know it was a loss. We had, I had told my bar. To be prepared, because I got a feeling we're going to get a lot of people in. When a bar in Tampa, right next to Busch Gardens, about 20 minutes from the arena, is, I would say, 60 to 65% Islander fans. And it was standing room only. I don't care if we lost. That is one of my most favorite memories of anything that I've done as a leader of this group. That... And game one of the conference finals, where we got to go into the skybox with Mr. Ledecky, and the and the pregame tailgate, which I put together in like a day and a half, and still had over eighty people there. Those are my favorite memories. The playoffs are some of my favorite memories. Sweeping the Penguins our first year after the same day the Lightning were getting swept by the by the Blue Jackets, and they had to actually shut the doors on us because we were too loud and rowdy. Those are my favorite memories, but meeting all the people that I've met, meeting Kevin and Jessica and having them still be friends of mine to this day, where I'll take I could text Kevin right now and he'll respond to me. They (laughs) love my daughter. They keep on wanting to meet my daughter. They keep on wanting to see my daughter and everything like that. You know? So it's, That's those are my favorite memories. It's the people. I know the events and the hockey and everything like that. It's the people. The people are what make this meetup worth the time that it takes to put everything into it. And I put everything into it. It's the people that make it worth it. That's all it is. It's the people. Those are my memories.
0: Amen, man. I I totally agree. I've had so many memorable moments. And then like when it comes down to it, it's really just the people that I did it with. And You know, moving to a new city, I was in the same boat as you, moving to Charlotte, not knowing anyone. You know, the only friends I have now all these years later are only Isles Meetups people, like truly. Like, I don't have any other friends here in Charlotte who are not Islander fans that I haven't made through this group. And, you know, I got a wedding in a couple of weeks, you know, one of our original members from Isles Meetups. And then, you know, we got kids being born and, and it's it just become a family and it, it's just a ton of fun doing it. And if you are interested in starting your own meetup group, reach out to the general Isles meetup account, send us a message. Honestly, if you send a message to any of the meetup groups, they'll point you in the right direction. It's, it's going to be a great season. We got some new groups that got started last year but we're always looking to add some more. We even have a few vacancies because, you know, just like with the Tampa group, we had Kevin who started it, but then he moved back to Charlotte. You know, we're we're, yeah. we're journeymen that run Isles meet up some of us, and uh, we do have some vacancies. So if you're in the Dallas area or the Vegas area and you want to take over an established group already, send us a message, let us know, and we can definitely help you out. Also, just one more time, if you are trying to go to the October 22nd,
1: October 22nd, uh, in Tampa,
0: definitely uh, hit up Rob, hit up his ticket rep, give him a call, give him an email. Who knows? By the time this episode's out, those tickets might be gone. So you need to act fast if you want to sit with the main group.
1: And either way, we should, I might be able to get more tickets, but either way, you're still welcome. And you're still welcome to come to have a great time at Harpoon Harry's pregame and maybe even post game, but stick to, stick to us on Twitter and on Facebook everywhere. And more info is going to be released as we get closer and closer to game day.
0: Absolutely. Well, Rob, it was a pleasure hearing your story. It was a pleasure chatting with you and, Once again, Kevin, I know you're listening. We're going to get you on to hear the OG Tampa stories. But truly, we're honored to have you run in the Tampa group. Tampa's in great hands. And uh, I'll let you go because, you know, fatherhood is calling, my friend.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I can hear her already.
0: (laughs) Well, peace out, man.
1: Thanks, Mikey. Have a good one.